The Essence of Tea, episode 34. Welcome. You are listening to the Essence of Tea podcast, where we share about the world of tea with you. From tea tastings to tea history and culture to tea education, health, and wellness, the Essence of Tea is your tea companion through your personal transformation and growth. I'm your host, Jenny Jie. Now let's get started. Hello, welcome tea fans and followers of history and culture. Thank you so much for joining me today. My name is Jenny. I am the host of the Essence of Tea podcast, and I'm so glad that you have joined us today. Today, we have a great episode on the history of tea. Many of you might be fans of black tea, but in some other places around the world, it's also called red tea. In Chinese, it's called hong cha, which translates to red tea. And many places in the Middle East still keep that tradition of calling it red tea, which is totally fine. But when tea traveled around the world along the Silk Road, on clipper ships, or however they were transported across our globe, many tea people knew it was just tea. And so when people wanted to put some sort of description with the tea, it looked black. When they opened these tea chests from India or from China, they'd open up the chest and they'd say, oh, what's that? They wouldn't say it's cinnamon. They would say it's tea. Oh, what kind of tea? Oh, black tea. It looks black. But actually, it has to do with the liqueur that makes it red. With black teas from around the world and being a major staple to the UK, to England, to the British Isles, what is the history of breakfast teas? Well, did you know that originally breakfast teas were non-existent. Originally, tea was invented, or not invented, but found and discovered in China. And later on, much later on, they were discovered also to naturally grow in India. But there was this gentleman, Robert Fortune, in 1848, who was a Scottish botanist and plant collector who was commissioned by the British East India Company to go to China and try to get tea plants, tea seeds, anything to steal this highly desired beverage called tea that the British love so much to get it to propagate in India where they had colonies. So Robert Fortune went to China, all the way around the world, and tried to smuggle out tea plants, try to smuggle out tea seeds. And over and over again, many, many people tried to do this. Well, Robert Fortune was finally able to do that after many people died and people attacked his ship and all that stuff. So he finally made it to India to discover that there was something that looked very similar to the tea plant, that they weren't quite sure what it was, but it looked similar. And they finally smuggled out some tea plants and grew them in Darjeeling, which is a northern part of India that's close to China. And in Darjeeling, they discovered there were other tea plants there too. They weren't quite sure if they were tea. They looked a little bit different, but you know, there are literally hundreds and hundreds of varietals of the Camellia sinensis plant. So he wasn't quite sure because he was commissioned his job to go and smuggle out tea plants from China, which they highly desired. So 
tea was finally grown and propagated by the British in India. And then there was also colonizations in Kenya and other places where tea slowly spread to. But where does that take us in the world of breakfast teas? Well, what does breakfast mean? Originally, nobody, no one blended teas. They all came in batches or lots or pickings and groups of harvesting. And so what would happen was they would buy the tea from China, which was highly, highly sought after. But now that they are also growing tea plants in India, and in order to quench the thirst of high quality teas from China, the British and the Scottish started adding other teas from India. We have major tea growing areas such as Darjeeling and Assam. And those places grew other tea plants that were very, very dark and very robust and very strong tasting, very different than the terroir of China. And so you would have these really strong, rich black teas that would be good for breakfast. In order to stretch out these highly sought after Chinese black teas, such as the Kimen black tea, they started adding teas from India to them. And hence, breakfast was a blend. A blend, because they never blended different countries' teas together before. But it was a way to stretch out that highly sought after Kimen black tea from China. Well, then you had English breakfast, which were um, a blend of black teas from India and from China. And then you had the Irish and the Scottish all competing for tea. It was starting to become a global phenomenon. And the British actually kind of were the last ones on the tea train, if you could say it like that. And so what would happen was the Scottish actually, hence Robert Fortune, right? He was a Scottish botanist and plant collector. They were drinking teas that were highly sought after in China, and they were trying to sell it to the very wealthy people because it took so much to get the tea to Scotland to begin with. And then the Irish wanted in on this tea. So it was a way to call it a breakfast tea that was a different name or an Irish breakfast tea to sell it at a much higher price by just changing the name and the marketing behind it. And it was usually a blend. Like I said, they're trying to stretch out this really, really good tea. How are you going to sell this tea that now isn't pure, but is highly sought after, but is very expensive? There's so many things that are happening in the global economy at the time. So English breakfast was originally from black teas from China and from India, blended together. So breakfast typically means a blend, not always nowadays. So you can easily get English breakfasts that will be single origin, like from Sri Lanka, which is technically a salon. I know I might be losing you in some of this tea information, so don't worry about that. But just know that a breakfast usually means a blend of black teas. Now, English breakfast, you've got the highly sought after cumin. Irish breakfast was very, very strong. And it could be from the location that these teas were from. So for example, an Irish breakfast typically nowadays will have a strong, rich, multi undertones of the beverage. And typically that is signature of an Assam. So an Assam black tea is very strong, rich and multi. 
on its own. And now you're blending it with other black teas to kind of mellow it out a little bit, just like a delicate, full-bodied, um, but sweet and not bitter Chinese black tea. So Irish breakfasts typically will have that signature multi flavor that will be from an Assam. So an Assam black tea. And English breakfasts traditionally were made from Kimon black tea, but now they come in a myriad of different types of blends. So who really started drinking tea first? It's kind of controversial and hard to say, but there are many different myths and legends of how breakfast teas became. One theory is that Queen Victoria herself in 1892 was a huge fan of this breakfast tea that was possibly from Scottish origin. And so since she's the Queen of England, she put the word English in front of it to name it English breakfast. That's another myth origin story. Who knows if it's necessarily true, but it's very, very fascinating learning about the history of tea. If you have any questions at all and any topics that you want us to cover in our Essence of Tea podcast, please let us know and join today our free private Facebook group called the Sipping Streams Tea Tribe. It's full of great information, great live teachings every week. If you're interested in the history of tea, blending tea, the origin, the botany, everything like that. And if you really enjoyed this podcast of The Essence of Tea, could you please write us a rating and review? We would love to hear your feedback of what you think about our podcast and what other wonderful topics we can cover for you. Thank you so much, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your day, and I hope you have an excellent cup of whatever type of tea you'd like to enjoy today. By the way, are you interested in taking your tea experience to the next level and having fun? Well, join our free mini course to learn more about tea's benefits, how to taste tea like a professional, and so much more. It is called The Five Days of Tea, and it's happening for free at the end of this month. Go to sippingstreams.com to sign up today.